Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Geek Garage podcast, the most inclusive, accessible nerd culture program on the interwebs. I am your host, David Dassaw, and joined with me once again is Mr. Zach Wills. Mr. Zach Wills, how are you doing? Good, sir. I'm so, I'm so sorry to everyone who's listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're... we're uh, I wouldn't say we're facing technical difficulties, but there are hurdles to to overcome on, um, well, mostly Zach's end. I'm not to throw him under the bus right now. Um, yeah, we're, okay. we're we're still we're still figuring out. Uh, like to be to be fair, we did like start this venture out right out the gate with video. Like mm-hmm. Ted, he only had to deal with audio. Um, and and so far the episodes that you've been on have have been both video and audio and so you've had to overcome twice the amount of hurdles so yeah. you should really be giving yourself a giant pat on the back right no not only do i despise hearing my own voice on audio i have to look at my own face <laughs> on video so thank you david thank you for this opportunity to really just take a <laughs> shot take a shot at the self esteem on two levels there that's that's something I appreciate. Shot that. to shot to the nuts. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. So uh, yeah, so we we announced. Uh, actually, I didn't get a chance to announce it on all social media platforms. I will do that later. But I did announce it in our Facebook group uh, this afternoon, um, which is uh, Tuesday, the fourteenth of September. That I we had a pretty big announcement for the podcast and so here we are to friggin deliver on that big announcement um so we're actually gonna have a personnel change on the podcast isn't that right zach who you you didn't tell me shit about this i gotta do this (laughs) full time are you kidding me god god damn it I am, I am not prepared for this shit. I have to drag a TV tray into my sunroom on a weekly basis to talk about bullshit. <laughs> no. Well, buddy, you might as well uh, make that TV tray a permanent mainstay uh, it is. And, and piece of decor. In, in and I'm not sunroom. kidding. It's, it's a literal TV tray with a folded up <laughs> beer box underneath it so it would balance. That's how professional... I am on my end. Dude, it, if it works, don't knock it. I'm not. <laughs> you know, there, not. there's, there's, yeah, there is something to be said about shit that works. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's really all there is to it. Um, honestly, but no, um, so getting back to the matter at hand, um, yeah. Zach, uh, my good friend, Zach, who of course is here. Um, he is going to be taking over Ted White's place as my co-host. May uh, he rest on in a peace. Permanent basis. <laughs> He's not dead. Um, <laughs> not not yet. At, at I'm least. kidding. I'm um, kidding. I'm God. kidding. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it has. Uh, it's actually no accident or coincidence that Zach has been on the last like episode and a half of the podcast. Um, this has kind of been part of his trial run. Um, not that I really had much doubts to begin with that it would work out, uh, and it's worked out fantastic. 
so far. I've been nothing but over the moon with how the episodes have been going so far. Um, and so I thought it was time to bring him on um, uh, and, and announce it permanently or announce it as a, a permanent thing. Um, the reason why uh, Ted is leaving, he's he's not in fact dead. <laughs> uh, contrary <laughs> to popular belief. <laughs> I didn't. Um, I didn't he's mean very it. much. I like uh, Ted. I'm so sorry well, for saying that. <laughs> no, it's he, he probably would think it's funny as fuck. Uh, that that would probably be a better excuse to him uh, rather than the one that I'm about to give. Uh, but long story short, he he's got a lot on his plate. He was being stretched pretty thin. Uh, he's working like one and a half jobs. And starting in January, he's going to go back for his master's. So he. Uh, he approached me uh, about uh, maybe about a month, month and a half ago, and uh, just let me know that he was going to have to unfortunately bow out of his co-host role, the podcast. He was he will still be on a couple episodes in between now and the end of the year, and he will be on intermittently um, after that. But it definitely won't be like a regular basis like a regular occurrence uh which is why i needed to go hunt down a new co-host and luckily for me because i'm fucking lazy i didn't have to look (laughs) very far or very hard uh, for one uh it, it was pretty much as easy as like hey zach would you like to come back on the podcast as a guest because uh, I am now back to doing this thing by your, by myself. Uh, and he's like, what do you mean by that? And I was like, well, Ted's quitting. And he's like, well, I'll do it. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds great. <laughs> that really, uh, that really is and- how low the bar was. He's like, can you show up on time? I'm like, you got it, baby. <laughs> it, I really did present Zach with like the lowest of fucking standards. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of, I should be embarrassed by how low the expectations were that I, I set, but uh, I was, I felt very grateful for, um, for Zach. Cause he came back with like, boom, 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 like all these bullet points of things that he thought would make great additions and revisions to the podcast. And I was like, all right, so let's fucking kick this thing off then. No, <laughs> so, I, 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 I do uh, appreciate it. I, I have been wanting to get back into the podcasting thing because I do miss it. It, it is fun to do, um, but starting from scratch mm-hmm. is honestly, it's a bit of a bear. A bitch. It, in, yeah, and a half. Mm-hmm. So you having a platform to just jump into was a real, real treat for me. And I, I sincerely do appreciate it. I know I joke around, but I, yeah. I, I am going to try to take it as seriously as I can, even though I don't really fit <laughs> into this mold like most people. Like some people you could have asked like, uh, would have fit better, but I'm hoping to like live up to what you expect. You know what I mean? Nah, man, you, you fit perfectly there. There was no settling whatsoever. Like when you, when you actually offered, like offered up your time for like a trial basis or or a trial run, be you know, do like a a set of episodes and you'd be like, try me out. If I don't work out, no harm, no foul. And I was like, yeah, sure. That, that sounds good. And like, the more I thought about it, the more it just, made sense and like you fit perfectly within the 
the realm and the zeitgeist of what this this podcast is. Like you you know a little bit about everything, uh, which is pretty similar to my situation. I know a little bit about everything, kind of the whole jack of all trades kind of kind of deal there. So yeah, it's it really it, it was a no brainer once once I really considered all the all the facts of the matter. So yeah. Um, of which so there were very aboard. few. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Your, uh, your onboarding package should be arriving in the mail very soon. It's just a <laughs> box of dog poop. That's all it is. <laughs> it's an envelope with a picture of you going, you did it. <laughs> you did it. Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos. Still dreaming Congratulations. about that, Congratulations. <laughs> Aren't we all, buddy? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So so we got all that business out of the way. Um, this is normally the part of the episode where we segue into the Facebook poll. However, Ooh. we do not have one. Uh, <laughs> there was no Facebook poll this week. Um uh, <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, uh, so um, there there are a couple of like side topics that I set aside for us to talk about. One of them, we both you and I probably don't have a ton to say on the matter, mm-hmm. which is the, the Sony PlayStation 5 um, big live stream reveal event. That happened, I think, last week sometime, I believe, like late last week. And uh, I I didn't catch the whole event, but I did catch a couple of game trailers uh, after the fact. Um, Zach, did you happen to watch any of them by chance? I did not, know, And I, I'm someone who's not, or I don't consider myself a gamer. Um, I bought a Switch just so I could play uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, and I'm going to buy the new PlayStation just so I can play uh, Hogwarts Legacy. (laughs) So that's the level (laughs) of gamer you're getting out of me. I'm willing to try things, but I'm going to actively seek out that thing. Dude, um, I am right there with you. Like, I bought my PlayStation 4 literally for one game. Um, All I wanted to play was Horizon Zero Dawn. So I mm-hmm. bought the console, I bought that game, and I was set for like a year and a half. <laughs> because, so like, I think you and I, I, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast about me being a bit of a, like what, I guess what's considered a casual gamer, yeah. where, you know, it, it's something that you do whenever you think about it and whenever you have the time. Like, you know what, fuck it. Like, I haven't touched my, like, my my Nintendo's got some dust on it. So let's mm-hmm. dust it off and then play a little bit of a Vigi games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we both kind of fall under the umbrella of casual gamer, which there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I don't think, um, you know, I can tell you it's a lot cheaper. Not all of us, <laughs> not all of us are Michael freaking Scott. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so the, there uh, there was, you know, that, that event, I, I forget what they call it, you know, Sony PlayStation live stream, some shit, I, I don't know, but um, <laughs> I'm so professional. <laughs> uh, so two games caught my eye and it was the Wolverine game um, and the, the new Spider-Man game, Spider-Man 2, 
uh, which looks like it's going to have uh, the regular uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and Miles Morales in the game. Looks like you can kind of like tag team baddies and like beat the shit out of them together. And I was like, hell yeah, like I'm on board with that shit. And I, I fucking loved the first Spider-Man game. Like I played that thing to death. Uh, you you've always been a big spider-man fan though haven't you kind of um not necessarily when it comes to the video games like i it's not like i've played all the video games in existence but spider-man like in general is one of my favorite like comic book characters one of my favorite uh characters from the mcu uh you know it's obviously one of my favorite playstation games and and like i guess like comic book character games Mm -hmm. um so yeah just all around and and i have a spider-man cosplay so there's that (laughs) just you know to lay out all of my nerdy street cred you know put it all out there um i i cosplayed the first time i cosplayed like i was still in the process of losing weight Mm -hmm. so i i like like i looked trim and like I fit into the suit as long as you didn't look at my gut. <laughs> the second you looked at my gut, you were like, oh, David's expecting a baby. How precious. Spider uh, yeah, dad. Looked, Spider dad. <laughs> yeah. Like I looked in, I was like, look in the mirror and say, what's up, you useless fuck. <laughs> um. So, yeah, uh, so those two games I'm, I'm pretty psyched for, uh, and it looks like Venom is going to be the bad guy in the new Spider-Man game. So I'm pretty excited about that to have Venom as like the actual bad guy. So Without knowing cool. anything about like the Spider-Man universe, Venom is scary mm-hmm. as shit as like a villain. Dude, you ain't kidding. Yeah. He's fucking terrifying. Yeah, as somebody who knows nothing about it, I just I just like look at that character. I'm like, what do you do with that? I don't. I don't. <laughs> now he, he eats people. Yeah, yeah. It's not a good look. No, I mean, I mean, if you're looking if you're looking to stay alive, it's not a good look. <laughs> um, best to just steer clear. Um, but uh, yeah, and then in other news, uh, last uh, last week we did get our very first trailer for. The Matrix Resurrections. Um, I don't know if 4, Matrix 4 is part of the official title, but I think they're just going for Matrix Resurrections. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach, I don't know how you feel about uh, The Matrix, the Matrix franchise. I think we talked a little bit about this in our bonus episode, maybe. Yep. Um, but I'm fucking stoked about this movie. Like, I'm a huge Keanu Reeves fan. I love The Matrix franchise. So I am pumped for this. Uh, I was pumped already. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, nope, sold. Like, (laughs) give it to me right now. Put it in my brain. No, Um, first of all, if you don't like Keanu Reeves, you're broken and I'm sorry. Second, um, like everything. Yeah, you're just wrong. Sorry. Um, Like everything to do with this podcast, I look look at it as an opportunity to learn, which I appreciate. So I'm actually going to go back and revisit the Mm -hmm. Matrix franchise because it really has been a long time since I've watched any of those yeah uh so uh, it's funny you mentioned that it it had been about i want to say a year or so since the last time i watched the first matrix movie uh ted and i watched it when uh we did an episode a while back when it had its i want to say was it 20 
20th or 25th anniversary, something like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I just watched that one, but I, I didn't go, go through the whole franchise, watch two and three. So that's what I'm kind of doing right now. Since I'm working from home, I can kind of have TV going on in the background. So that's what I've been doing is <laughs> just have movies going on. So, uh, yeah, I, I started rewatching those. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty excited to revisit the franchise there. So, uh, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I got for little side topics and icebreakers. Uh, you ready to get into our main events for this evening? Uh, yeah, I got one thing that caught my eye earlier. Um, Ooh, okay. If you'll, if you'll indulge me, um, I gotta find it. Please. Uh, okay. <laughs> It is. It is unrelated. I can't even. I can't even find the window where I opened it up. I just thought it was funny. Oh, here it is. Um, White Claw has a new sub beverage called coming out called White Claw Surge, um, and I thought that was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> White White Claw Surge. Yep, so, let, how let me, does this differ from? Let me just read you this. Um, Summer okay. about to be entirely lawless, tweeted at Morning Brew. White Claw surge dropping as Americans are getting vaccinated. Is Thanos getting that last Infinity Stone? <laughs> there is no way this ends well, tweeted another user. Um, writer Madeline Wells even discussed the implications of a 2021 White Claw surge. Summer for SF. G-A-T-E, I don't know what that is, and how she can't wait to down the surge. So, yeah, this is, um, boy, just what we needed, I think, after <laughs> after the year we've had. <laughs> Thanks, White Claw. That's all I wanted so, to say. All right, carry on. <laughs> so is this like an energy drink version of White Claw? I don't know. I, I literally saw this in passing, and then I clicked on the link and happened to read it as we were starting up here i just i don't know man okay. <laughs> I, just, I just thought it was funny well that's you know what as i like to say that's good news for someone yep. actually i've never said that before in my entire life so <laughs> i don't know why i just lied about that just now but um but you know it it doesn't mean that it's not that it's not true you know it it is it is true for someone mm-hmm. and uh you know, there's there's some basic bitches and bastards uh, out there, or I'll use the word bitches um, for all pronouns in this context. Uh, there are some mm-hmm. basic bitches that enjoy some White Claw, and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. When I first started drinking, I was all about the bitch beer. Um, you know, your your malt liquors, your like yeah. your Seagrams, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like. Uh, like that come in the, the four pack that you get um, at the very end of the beer aisle at Walmart. Um, that's, that's how I got, got started on my boozy journey. And now it's just all about the hard liquor and beer, baby. <laughs> Life broke so, you down, huh? But it did actually, yeah. it was like, David, it's only going to get worse. So um, <laughs> let's, let's break out the hard stuff, baby. No, life, life like, is relentless. So. Yeah. No, I'm a basic bitch in that I like the uh, Real Housewives series. Um, I like watching the reunion episodes with oh. the wife. Yeah. That is some good trash <laughs> there, bud. 
you know what? There's there's nothing wrong with that. We are all entitled to our garbage TV, um, mm. you know, whatever it may be. It doesn't always have to be high art all the time. You know, it can just nope. be garbage every once in a while. So, anyways, absolutely. Uh, yeah, let's let's get down to the the nitty gritty, the brass tacks, uh, as it were. So, we are starting a brand new ongoing series. Um, or a series that will soon to be ongoing, uh, where we, well, what did we decide to call it? Our marvelous adventure or marvelous journey, um, emphasis on Marvel. I don't um, even know Zach's magical, marvelous adventure because I've never actually gone down this road because I couldn't be bothered. And I'm a dad with a job. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, we're going to have to shorten it somehow. Uh, cause uh, I don't know if there's a character <laughs> limit on episode titles, but that probably breaks the character limit somehow, some way. <laughs> Um, but yes, so, so Zach actually, uh, came to me with this idea when we first started game planning for episodes to do in the future. And, uh, well, I, Zach, did you come to me with this idea or did we just kind of like, were we spitballing and we were like, let's, let's rewatch all the Marvel movies, um, in not theatrical release order, but in timeline order. Um, I think I came to you with on. it. Yeah. I, I think I was the one that brought it up because it's something that I've wanted to do because it's a, it's like I said, it's a road I've never gone down. I've always like respected and liked the Marvel movies, but I've never watched them with intent and actually tried to follow the story and actually follow like the development. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to watch it in release date because there's a lot of jumping around. So I actually wanted to watch it in an order that was yeah. sequential to the story. And we found out that uh, Captain America, yeah. the first Avenger um, and Captain Marvel were the first two steps there. Yep. Um, and so that's, uh, that's what we're doing um, for the most part. It will be uh, every episode will be two movies and we will be watching the movies and then talking about them in uh, once again not theatrical release order, but the order in which they fall in the timeline of the MCU. Mm-hmm. More and importantly, through the lens of, of somebody who hasn't seen them yet, I will add that. Yes, yes, that is also very important to add. Um, but yeah, if you are curious uh, about the the timeline and, and which movies go in what order uh, Disney plus does have this list curated on um, in the Marvel section of Disney plus. So if you just go there or you can look it up on the internet, there's like a billion websites that um, that have it listed in timeline order. But yes. Um, thank you, Zach. You said that <clears throat> you did mention that we are covering today, Captain America, the first Avenger and Captain Marvel. Um, yes and yeah so uh right off the bat which uh, uh were these movies new to you as in you had not seen them before at all period yeah were, were i'll go ahead and say brand new yeah yeah I'll, I'll go ahead and say yeah i had seen uh, bits and pieces just i think the wife was watching them on the tv and i just happened to be in the room or something like that but i've never actually sat down and watched them before so yeah i'll call it my first time okay and first time for both yes okay cool 
so uh, keeping with the whole timeline order thing, we, of course, will tackle Captain America first. So <clears throat> Captain America was released in 2011, was directed by Joe Johnston. Uh, the cast is uh, Chris Evans, of course, uh, as Captain America. Hugo Weaving was Red Skull. Haley Atwell, she was... Um, Margaret Peggy Carter, and of course, from What Ifs, um, Captain Carter, one of my favorite episodes. And then Sebastian Stan as uh, pre-Winter pre Soldier, basically. So, um, Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Zach, uh, why don't you hit me with some of your general surface level, tip of the iceberg thoughts and feelings on this one. Did you dig it? You yeah, you want it? some you want some hot you want some hot takes, some in depth takes yes. here. Now, broad strokes, um, I sure. liked uh, the Captain America movie, um, First Avenger, more so than I did the Captain Marvel. Um, for me, okay. it it felt more. I don't know. It felt like a war movie almost, which I like, and it felt like it felt like Indiana Jones, and it, sometimes it felt like Saving Private Ryan, and then it was just a. I love the sets. I love the design of the costume. I love the, the everything about it was just really, really good for me. I think um, Rotten Tomatoes has it here at a 80% with an audience score of 74%. Okay. Um, and that, that tracks as opposed to Captain Marvel, which they had it like a you know, pretty much the same, but Captain Marvel just didn't hit the same for me. But I, I really liked um, Captain America First Avenger more so than I did uh, Captain Marvel. Sure. Just, just yeah, on the surface. That's understandable. Level. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That I get that. Um, yeah. That was one thing I meant to do. I meant to go look at the, the critic scores and the, um, audience scores on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I don't really, uh, go to Rotten Tomatoes too often. Um, like the website or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Up. I don't know why I went there. I think it's just because we decided as a society, that's the barometer. And since I'm new to all this, I just, that's where I went. So that's what I'm working with. Yeah. I, when it comes to listening to critiques about movies, I generally, uh, trust the ones from friends more than critics. Like I really mm. don't listen to critics at all. Uh, and, and yeah, and even even friends can be iffy sometimes. Uh, <laughs> like I have a couple of friends on Facebook uh, that they are like legit Facebook friends. Like I'm I'm never gonna hang out with you in real life. Um, but uh, that's besides the point. <laughs> um, like any time that they go see a movie and they're like, "This was garbage," I'm like, "I'm gonna love that movie." <laughs> well, you get into the territory like, it just, of it gets real uppity where they're like, "Actually," and it's like a lot actually. Of that. Mr. Neckbeard. Yeah, I just, I, I, it's a fun movie. It's a Marvel movie. Like, you know what you're getting into, right? Even if you're like a fan of the comic books yeah. and the, in the, in the storyline from that, yeah, no, it's a Marvel movie. Yeah, no, it's, it's supposed to make money. So it has to appeal to like a broad audience and it's going to have a lot of the tropes and stuff, which we can talk about later, but you, you know what you're getting. And I think if you get bent out of shape, that Disney wants to make money. I think that's more on you than it is the story. <laughs> Precisely. Yes. 
Um, so how did you feel about watching Captain America as the first entry into the MCU? Like, did, uh, did you, uh, I, I know this, like, you don't really have much to compare it to in terms of like other Marvel movies and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you haven't seen it as a whole, uh, you know, maybe when it came out in theaters. So, so, you, you know, your experience with this movie is fairly uh-huh. limited, but I, I'm still curious to to hear your thoughts on like how you felt about it as like the quote unquote first movie in, in this yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, timeline. Yeah. So shield man and the cube of destiny, um, watching it for the first time, <laughs> I, I'm I'm drawn to <laughs> I'm drawn to characters like uh, Captain America, and I'm drawn to characters like Batman and Iron Man. Um, I think because they're grounded in like a real person, well, quote real person, you know what I mean? It wasn't like yeah. Thor, who's but who was born a god, or like it, I don't know, pick another yeah. one. But um, I, I like that they were something that was made greater by something else. I don't know why I'm drawn to that. That probably says something about my personality, but um, I I did like that. Um, So the storyline from like the little guy who wants to go fight for his country, like the whole thing is very like, I'm not going to say propagandic (laughs) because I'm sure the, the original character when it was made was probably pretty propagandic. And I actually got some notes on that um, from like the original comic book stuff, but um, sure. Seeing just a good old fashioned American punching Nazis and winning the war type movie was, that was pretty great. I mean, it feels good. Right. And just to, yeah, just to see like, that uh that scene um when he's like strapped down and like injected with the serum and then he's like in there screaming like no i can do it and then they open up the thing and then he's like the character that we know as captain america (laughs) i'm not gonna say as someone who has more or less given up on that sort of physique as a dream you know what i mean Partly because I work, I work at a job and I can't go to a gym because of uh, the pandemic, but just that was, that was, I don't know. That was, that was kind of funny to me seeing that like, okay, all right. <laughs> but yeah. um, as the first step um, into, like, in, into like the Marvel universe, I picked up on some stuff that I just um, absorbed through cultural osmosis, like the Tesseract and the stuff that I'm going to see down sure. the line. Like I, I know about winter soldier just through, being alive right so i know that bucky's gonna pop up later right and when he like fell off the train i i was like okay obviously i'm gonna see him um at a later point but overall mm-hmm. man it I, I i did really like the movie and i i love the character like it's it's pretty cool yeah. concept like he gets injected with the serum and not only does it make him like super strong and he he's like his reflexes are like super fast but not only it made like the good stuff in him better which i think was a line um from dr uh oh god mm-hmm. what was that guy's name i can't remember but he's like it's gonna take the good stuff in you and make uh, it better i can't remember but it's it's that was like he's like the uh, ultimate Tyler good right that's like that's like what they're going for is it erskine uh, i don't Captain... know it's gonna bother me, so I'm I'm currently looking it up. Um, actually, in front of us. Actually, uh, yeah, okay, so yeah, played by Stanley Tucci, Doctor Abraham Erskine. 
Erskine. Mm-hmm. Er, yeah, Erskine. Um, yeah. So um, no, y- y- you are you're correct. He he did have that really great line where he talked uh, about the serum and how it's it just makes you more of who you already are inside, which is I, I think kind of a cool cool concept and a cool message at the same time to mm-hmm. where like it's not going to make you something that you couldn't already be i mean like yes it gives him like superhuman like super soldier capabilities like a lot more strength it makes him taller but like you know if he was a piece of shit like it wasn't going to like make him a good guy so uh yeah that's 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 really cool um uh, a really cool part of the story that that i like um and we actually get a lot more uh discussion and a, a little bit more backstory about the super soldier serum in mm. falcon and winter soldier um okay I, zach i don't I don't know if you watch any of the Falcon or Winter Soldier. I know you've no. you've said it's been kind of hit and miss for the majority of the MCU for you. So yeah, um, yeah. So maybe we'll end up. Uh, I mean, they do technically have um, those shows roped into the timeline order. So if you want to <laughs> rope those into this this series, we can definitely do that. So. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, whatever you uh, want. But, uh, but as far as this movie goes, um, I, I I noticed a lot of things that were cool. Like one of the opening scenes when they were like cutting into the ship with that laser cutter and they go mm-hmm. to like the inside view of the ship when they, when the piece falls from the ceiling, there's like a honeycomb pattern like to, to the area that they cut out. And I was like, man, that's a nice touch. Right. And then there's other stuff that were right. like, <laughs> that like had the old, every trope you can think of from like a, like a sci-fi movie, like when they were cranking up the dials, when they were injecting and there's like sparks flying and there's like big dials with big <laughs> knobs and just things going, we're at a hundred percent, you know, just all the, that, that was, that was fun. Like you, you have all that stuff yeah, um, built into whatever movie that is of this theme. That's kind of cool. Um, there was some stuff mm-hmm. like uh, when they were doing the chase scene, um, with the guy who was in the room who turned out to be like a Hydra spy. Right. And they're running through the alleys. Yeah. And this is where like Captain America gets to showcase like his new abilities. So they had some running and they had some jumping and then they had some like strength attrib- attributes. And then there's a submarine for some reason. So now he's swimming and getting to show like how he can swim and like punch through glass underwater. So there was, there was some, <laughs> some instances that were like yeah. a lot of fanfare, but it was, it was a really good time. Honestly, watching this movie, I, I don't have, really any complaints um there was one thing so do you remember like when they were flying and um howard stark is flying the the beachcraft model 18 i think it was into like enemy airspace right and then captain america jumps out in the midst of all the the uh the flash or what do they call those um the anti-aircraft stuff there's a name for him i can't remember but he jumps out right so the fact that they were flying to okay. that location and he finds the people that are in mm-hmm. the base and he frees everybody and they like take over the base just in a, in an, in an overall like blitz. Right. And then later they show right. them marching back into base where Tommy Lee Jones is with um I can't remember her name, but yeah, that was a long way because the fact that they flew to that spot and they're just going to walk back. <laughs> 
<laughs> that, that was one thing where I had to like, just sort of like try to pick, I understand you have to move the story. Right. But I was just like, okay, where's that mini series? Because that had to be a trip. And you're not, you're telling me that it, they didn't lose anybody walking back through the, through the forest in the snow after going through a battle like that. But yeah, I, that, that was I just, didn't that was really just think about th- that. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't really think about that. I, I guess in my brain, like, yes, uh, he dropped Steve off via aircraft. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I was like, eh, it's probably like a 14 minute flight, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like from from takeoff to, you know, to parachuting down or however the hell he exited the plane i can't remember but yeah. uh yeah I, I was like eh, it probably wasn't that long um so that's kind of i guess in my mind without thinking about it too hard because i don't really like to think too hard <laughs> um how i justified them you know walking back instead of being like hey howard can you pick us back up now <laughs> uh, but uh yeah i mean hey if you don't have them walking back you don't have that triumphant fucking music that like that Captain America score. Holy shit, man. Like that score gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. Like it is so epic. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's so great. I love it. Um, that's probably one of my favorite things about this movie is the score. Like, I mean, it is just an all around like good fun movie, but the score is definitely one of my favorite aspects of it. So let me ask you this. There was one instance where um, he was sorting out his new gear uh, with Howard Stark. And there's the mention of vibranium, which is what his shield Mm -hmm. is evidently made of. I didn't know that. So is that's the same vibranium, I guess, from um, Wakanda, I'm guessing. Wakanda. Yep. And Howard Stark said, um, what you're holding there is all we got. So I'm interested to know, and this is probably a Michael Painter question who couldn't be here. How did that come to there? Do you know what I mean? What was that timeline? Because if you look How at did it, they in, acquire it. Yeah. Like if you look at in the storyline, black Panther is a little further down to the viewer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how did it get there? I don't, I don't understand that. So I am not 100% positive, uh, about, uh, about that i don't know if that question really ever gets answered in mm-hmm. inside the mcu uh you are correct michael would be the person to ask uh, uh regarding this question however um what i can say uh without giving too much away there are mining colonies surrounding the outside of wakanda okay. um and, you know, Wakanda is, you know, just a little bit of backstory. Once again, not giving, uh, giving out any spoilers. Uh, Wakanda, like, you have to have, like, a secret passport to get in. You basically need to fly into it with, like, a like a, a ship made out of vibranium in order to, to get in and access it. So there's, like, mining colonies surrounding Wakanda that mine for uh, vibranium, any vibranium that might be accessible um, from the outside of Wakanda. Um, it's not much, but it is there. So my guess is that they had been, uh, there had been mining colonies for a very long time, probably for centuries, um, within the Marvel universe. And that's how 
they came across it. Like he mm. said, it was very little. Uh, mm. So, you know, so, so like I said, it's, um, you know, it's not like an abundant thing yet, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll definitely get there whenever we get to Black Panther. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I was actually, uh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just no, 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 no. add a little addendum to this. I was looking at the, the trivia in, uh, in IMDb and apparently what they wanted to do originally in the movie, because this is canon, uh, it, from the comic books is they wanted to state that the shield is made from partially from vibranium and also from adamantium which is you know uh wolverine's claws that's yeah, what his claws yeah, yeah, are made yeah. out of uh but since 20th century fox owns the rights to um all the x-men shit they could not say the word adamantium <laughs> in a marvel uh mcu movie so uh they just had to go with vibranium which i think is fucking hilarious um <laughs> it, it it's it sounds so goddamn childish to me i, I don't know how it is what it is it, 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 that's just lawyers doing what, what lawyers do you know yep that's that's about it let me see if i if let me um, see if i jotted down anything else that kind of stuck out to me um sure apparently red skull's car has nos which i thought was fun um when they were like <laughs> running up behind the plane and he pushes a button and just like jumps off you know um the big bombs in the right, plane yeah. that had like the city's names on them that was kind of a fun i guess throwback to world war ii because that was a yeah. practice you know um let's see mm-hmm. when red skull was destroyed um like was he like gone gone because he just kind of like goes up and i understand like the i don't know like what the tesseract does all i know is it's referred to as the crown jewel of Odin's treasure room. I think they call it. So I don't know like what it does, but as he's holding mm-hmm. it, he's just like, was like up. So I don't, I don't know what happened there. Uh, have you seen any of the most recent Avengers movies, Avengers infinity war and Endgame? No, no. Okay. Uh, so don't spoil any questions will be answered. Yeah. Uh, a lot of those questions will be answered in due time. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll put a pin in that. Um, there definitely are questions to those answers, but I can't answer them without spoiling like the rest of the franchise. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to, so, I'm going to laugh my ass off. If I get like all the way to end game and red schools, they're like, what up fools? You remember me? <laughs> <laughs> Pull up in like a um like an ice cream truck. Do, 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 do. <laughs> What's up, motherfuckers? You don't want a fudgeicle? <laughs> uh, shit. Okay. Well, um, uh, one other thing I wanted. I I don't know why I thought this like this was just a funny throwaway line that I totally forgot about. Like, I think one of the hidden gems and. Uh, or not really a hidden gem, but like just one of the the treasures in this movie is Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he doesn't play like a huge role, but he does have a decent amount of screen time. And, you know, there's the scene, I, I think you were just talking about it where they're in the airplane hangar. They're trying to catch up to Red Skull in the plane and they're in like Tommy Lee Jones's car. 
and uh you know uh, Haley atwell's character um red Skull's Carter, car. she's like you know uh okay yeah my bad um she's like go get him and he he like kisses her goodbye and he like looks to <laughs> looks to him and he's like i ain't kissing you <laughs> It's just, it's just Tommy Lee Jones playing Tommy Lee Jones. And I was, as I was jotting down notes for this yes. movie, like early on within like the first few things I jotted down, I just wrote Tommy Lee Jones is the best. And then I moved on. <laughs> oh, no, that is 100% accurate. Tommy yeah. Lee Jones is the best. He's, that's what, he's that's, so that's great. my note for Tommy Lee Jones. It's he's, I, who doesn't fucking love that guy? But I, I did wrote, I did write down and we can get into like trivia if you want to, but I wrote down, um, because I, I saw the plane and me doing what I do, I was I was interested to find out that was a Beechcraft Model 18 that they that he jumped out of um, when he okay. was in, was it when he was like trying to find the prisoners or whatever. Um, the pistol that, that mm-hmm. he uses, um, I'm pretty sure, was a 1911. For anybody that's into firearms, it's was common in World War II. Um, the Harley Davidson that he okay. rode was a Harley Davidson WLA um, that was apparently manufactured for that time in the war fun facts yeah they yeah harleys were uh from my understanding they were heavily used in uh world war ii times Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah uh good old american uh american iron steel motorcycle vroom vroom guns and motorcycles (laughs) i have my Guns and motorcycles and manly stuff and semen and Spike TV and <laughs> Mountain Dew. Fuck you, Hitler. White Claw Surge. <laughs> New t-shirt idea. <laughs> Fuck you, Hitler. White Claw Surge. White Claw uh, presents shit. Fuck You Nazis. That's all you need. Um, anyways, uh are we uh, we ready to move on to Captain Marvel? Yeah, hit me uh, hit me with that one. I um this one Rotten Tomatoes had it at a seventy nine, pretty much the same, with an audience score of a forty five. And if I were comparing the two, uh, the clear winner would be uh, First Avenger. This one mm-hmm. I I did like a lot. Um, if I had to like give this one a kitschy name, like I gave Shield Man and the Cube of Destiny, this one is just like. <laughs> god lady who apparently can do anything like i don't understand how you can like get more powerful like the fucking stuff that they do with these superheroes is like how do you get more powerful than the previous guy which i understand it's probably something they're working of a story each one has their own role to play and we all work together to defeat the big bad but Mm -hmm. man this one is just like god alien really really fun movie who doesn't love samuel l jackson first of all and i kept expecting right. uh, agent colson to go mr anderson the whole time but <laughs> that was uh yeah it was a good time i like that one too i really i i don't have any complaints about it it was it was fun right it, a lot a lot yeah. a lot more leaning on the writing and the jokes in that one but fun mm-hmm. yeah uh, but yeah, uh, so Captain Marvel, it was released in 2019. Uh, directors were Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. Uh, cast uh, had Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Jude Law, Annette Benning, and Lashana Lynch. <clears throat> um, so big old cast. Um, just like a, um, 
just like Captain America had some pretty big names in it for for a Marvel movie. Um, not like it doesn't deserve big names, but it's uh, it's kind of cool when they get some some recognizable names in there. And um, but yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, man, like Captain Marvel, I pit it up against Captain America. I I really have to say it's a split tie for me. Think so? Like I love. I love them both equally, like, and for different reasons. Like, I think, I think they're both great movies and I think they both bring something different to the Mm -hmm. table. Yeah. Um, and and you are correct. She is basically like God lady. Yeah. (laughs) Like she, she, she's like the, the superwoman of the MCU. Um, her powers are just absolutely nuts and it's only going to get better over time because this movie is you know it's she's becoming you know for lack of better words like self-aware you know because she she had her memory loss issues and and all that uh and so she's rediscovering herself she's discovering slash rediscovering her powers so um and then come to find out that they the the Kree have basically been suppressing her um, so that she doesn't get too all high and mighty and just melt the entire fucking planet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was a, it was a kind of a very Ender's Game vibe. Did you ever watch that one? Uh, I did not. I, I know what you're talking about, but... Um, so it was like... Yeah, I, I never got around to seeing it. There's this species that is a pest and we have to destroy him and we're, con- and we're constantly at war with him. But it turns out mm-hmm. they're the victims in the whole scenario and we're the bad guys it's like a okay colonial colonialism patriarchy message like oops we've been wrong the whole time type of thing which we're slowly learning i Mm. think is we move along (laughs) but um yeah that was uh (laughs) something i watched god way back when i haven't watched that one in a long time but um the whole the whole concept of like the light speed engine and having to recover it like I said, I liked it. It had a lot of um, fighting on trains and peril- perilously hanging off of things. Um, there was mm-hmm. one cool thing that I, I want to point out before I forget it, and I didn't bring it with me, and I meant to. Um, there's actually a cameo early on um, when she gets down to C-53, I think they call it, Earth. Um, it's as she's walking through like a train mm-hmm. station. There is a comic writer that has a cameo uh Kelly Sue DeConnick, I think is her name, who wrote a comic called Bitch Planet and is a current writer or was a current writer of Captain Marvel. You can Google her name and find out, but that was like something they threw in there that I thought was kind of cool. And I I, I would have oh, never okay. caught it until my wife uh, pointed it out. Huh. And I meant to bring it in here with me and show it on the camera like, hey, this is what she wrote. But yeah, that was um, one thing they threw in there. That was neat. Uh, yeah, that that is yeah, that is pretty interesting. I, I didn't know that. I just knew about the Stan Lee cameo. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, he made cameos in pretty much all of his movies. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe this was his very last cameo yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, before he, uh, you know, tragically passed away. Um, I mean, that that dude, he lived fucking life to the fullest and, and just um, made life just monumentally better for billions of humans on this planet um he with, gave with his he writing gave and storytelling he gave a lot yeah. to people and um this i think what he was reading i think i read was a script for mall rats 
I want to yep, say. That is correct. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so um, when he went to shoot that scene or when, when they, uh, the directors went to shoot that scene with him in it, uh, he unfortunately was, uh, you know, with it being his last cameo, obviously he was towards the end of his life. <clears throat> and he he actually couldn't deliver those few you know he was like rehearsing lines from the script like he was supposed to be like this the scenario is he's on the train more than likely heading to the the mall that they were filming mall rats in. <laughs> um and so he's like reading the script and rehearsing the few lines that he has in mall rats and what they did was they took that actual line that he says in Mallrats and dubbed it into the movie. So what oh. you hear him say in the movie is not him. Uh, it's his lines from Mallrats because he wasn't able to deliver those lines himself with like that trademark Stanley vigor that oh. he usually does. Like he was just too weak, which was kind of sad, but like at the same time, like it, it was kind of neat that they, they did that. But like, you know, obviously just at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're here to celebrate Stanley's life. Like he's, yeah. he was just the fucking man. Um, well, that, that's and, a, I didn't know that that's special. Yeah, that's, it was, uh, was kind of interesting to uh, to learn that. I, I didn't know that up until um, uh, earlier today when I was reading some trivia. So that was kind of neat. Um, yeah. So obviously this movie was full of, like chock full of 90s nostalgia and throwbacks and whatnot. Um, how, how did you feel about that? Like, did it ever at any point in time did it ever come across as like too heavy-handed where you're like all right like enough with the nostalgia like i get it this takes place in the 90s or were you uh, did you kind of just take it in stride like oh that's cool like it's it's set in the 90s and um, i could what? not get enough of it <laughs> like from the minute she crashes through the roof <laughs> of the too. blockbuster video i, I am yep. about it about it i am down to clown i it was so fun the whole thing was just like yeah. when she's patching through through the payphone and just everything was just everything everything was yeah. fun about it i did want to ask uh yeah. one thing while i'm thinking about it maybe you can clear this up so i, I took this note and forgive me sure because it was probably typed in haste yeah, i wrote at the end of uh first avenger the tesseract is recovered by howard stark which we see like they're like down in the water and he grabs it with the arm from like the robotic thing in the sea right and it says, and I wrote, um, right. here it's on board the Kree destroyer in Lawson in uh, Lawson's lab. Mm-hmm. What is the connection there? Uh, not to be Socratic and like put you on the spot, but I was just wondering, like, did I watch them out of order or cause they're two comp- completely different stories? No. Um, I'm trying to think. I so the Tesseract does hop around quite a bit in the MCU storyline, and it does a lot of that hopping around in between the first Captain America movie and Captain Marvel, because mm-hmm. you know you you see like the there's the evolution of Shield slash Hydra, right. um, and 
and so there's that and you know there there's the moving of the tesseract around so it's it kind of makes sense for it to you know for us to last see it in um in captain america uh you know in the possession of howard stark and then see it somewhere else um it's also possible that howard stark had passed away i'm not exactly sure when he when him and oh shit um Man, I I have to always remember that you haven't seen all the movies, so I I gotta bite my tongue when I'm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so the. Yeah, it, I'll I'll just chalk it up to that. Like it does, the Tesseract does bounce around quite a bit in between those two movies. Um, it's it, you know it's supposed to. So, okay. um. So hang on, when we're talking about yeah. the Tesseract, are we talking about the Tesseract or are we talking about like Infinity Stones where there are multiple of, like I've been watching Loki, been loving that, and apparently the universe mm-hmm. is just chock-a-block full of these motherfuckers and people use them as paperweights <laughs> in their office and stuff like that, right? So are we talking about like the yeah. Tesseract or are there multiple Tesseracts? We are talking, yes, we are talking about the Tesseract. Um, okay, that is cool. a very humorous part of uh loki where he opens the drawer and loki (laughs) is just staring down at like just a bunch uh, just a shit ton of infinity stones just sitting there and he's the dude's like yeah uh, a lot of us use it as paperweights Uh (laughs) right and uh and i was uh, loki's mind is just like fucking blown he's like this really is where time is monitored yeah the, like this it, is the, i think he yeah. says is this the greatest power in the universe and he's staring up like that big 1970s sci-fi screen of just like <laughs> the line across it you know so yeah, yeah that's a whole nother discussion and I, I can already tell that this universe gets very complex and there's probably a lot of different lines leading to the end game and all that yeah. stuff so Dude, i'll get there i'll yeah, get there I, I don't i don't want to dive too too deep into it i just want to take these two movies at like face value and like work my way from there. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll have to work on that back and forth where you're like, you know, you ask a question and I have to analyze it for a second. Maybe, maybe we pass those questions (laughs) back and forth before the episode. So I have a chance to look at it and and, that's my bad. And I can be like, (laughs) no, no, it's okay. Like this is, this, uh, you know, like I said, we came up with this idea like a week ago. Um, and uh, you know, the, there's learning curves and there, there's hurdles to be jumped over. So it's, it's all going to be, uh, you know, a, a learning process going forward. It's, it's, you know, uh, we're, we're very professional here. Oh yeah. This is, I, this very is a very, very well thought out operation we got running here. Um, ooh, it, it really you, is honestly. You, since we covered both, you want to get into some uh, fun facts. Did you write down any uh, trivia about either one, either uh, first Avenger or Captain Marvel? Um, I did take some notes. Uh, let me pull them up here in my iPhone in your iPhone. Uh, yeah. My iPhone. Um, I'll start it off if see. you want, because I did Google, um, some stuff about both um this is from a website called okay uh telltales and they had like just like okay 20 facts about either movie that 
I thought were interesting because when I, when I started looking into this, there's obviously like a lot of Easter eggs that I'm going to miss. And since right. I, I had the luxury of going back and watching them when they've already been established, I get to look at all the cool stuff that people who are watching it for the first time might've missed. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see what they, they start off with like the captain can't get drunk starting about uh, first Avenger, which is, is pointed out in the movie. Um, yeah. And they say he's more than just strong. Like he can jump, jump high and run fast and all that shit. Um, they do say like he's actually the fifth Avenger, which I guess is like, if you watch the movies and release date, I don't really know. Didn't mm-hmm. really look into that. Um, Sebastian Stan, uh, Bucky actually auditioned for the role. Um, but it was decided between like him and the writers that he wasn't a good fit for like Captain America. So he got the role as Bucky. So fun fact there. Right. Did you find your stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I just, I had, uh, I think I just had like two things for Captain America. So one, um, I, I thought this was just funny. Um, and I, I probably would have done the same thing. So Haley Atwell, who played Peggy Carter, uh, she improvised the, uh, her touching his chest when the, when the doors open, uh, to reveal him for the first time, you know, all yeah. big and buff, lean and mean and clean. Um, you know, and she like touches him to see mm-hmm. like how it feels. And, you know, she has that smile like, Ooh, he's, He's all real. Um, Like that was like 100% improvised. um, And I thought that was like funny and adorable and like 500 other like feelings that I felt. I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of sweet. How do you you not? (laughs) I mean, like I said, I would have done the same thing. Like if I was just standing there be like, hey, from like one bro to another, I'm never going to have abs. Let's be real about this <laughs> shit. I'm never going to have them. Can I just, can I, can I touch? Can I see what they feel like? I mean, let me, let me, let me get, let me get some hands on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then the act of quote unquote shrinking Chris Evans to be tiny, um, Steve Rogers, uh, required shooting all of those scenes for different times, uh, which I thought was pretty nuts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, like they had to shoot him with the actors, uh, the other actors and then shoot him again without the actors. And then like they had to shoot it again, like with him out of it. Uh, and just like the other act, like it was, it was crazy. The, uh, um, what went into doing that. So I, I guess it's kind of good that he, Chris Evans was only shrunk for like the first, what, maybe 15, 20 minutes of the movie or so. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's good that they only had to do that for a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much uh, all the trivia that I had for Captain America. I don't, think i had too much on captain marvel um i have a few more here um just running okay, down this list it. i looked at a few so the original character um before he became like an avenger the superhero also fought against 
given the times, communism. So during the Cold War, uh, many issues showed him fighting against the USSR. And generally okay. anyone associated with it, for instance, the legendary like Nazi villain Red Skull turns it turned into a communist uh, villain at some point, obviously to go with the times and the anti-communist sentiment. Mm-hmm. So while the boomers were hiding under their desks for uh, bomb drills, he was fighting the communist. Um, he was the first man on the moon. Um, it's already obvious that there is very little that Captain can't do. I'm just reading. Um, but what few know uh, okay. at all is that in a comic storyline called House of M, Captain America was the first man on the moon. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, is- House of M is one of the the most popular uh, comic book runs in in like all of Marvel history. It's cited quite a bit. Um, okay and it was it was was thrown around quite a bit um as like extracurricular reading whenever wandavision came out because it directly ties into um uh uh, to to her storyline to wanda's um storyline so good um, to know if i'm not mistaken i did not know uh, that um here's something that i think that I've seen clips of. It says uh, Captain America can lift Thor's hammer. I don't know. That's probably something I'll see later, right? Maybe. All right. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny those facts. All right, fair enough. Uh, but it, if that is the way they word it, um, yeah, I... Captain America has often been proven worthy of such a privilege. So I think it's like, again, he's that like ultimate good, I guess. Maybe that's how. It plays into that. Is uh, is this a comic book lore that you're you're reading off of or looking into? I, or is this like a this, MCU lore? Because I, I think this does both. So there's like some comic book stuff in there, and I think it's just like Marvel lore. Um, I don't know that it pre- okay. it, it's it's specific to either. <clears throat> yeah, when when you do that, just going forward, I would be very uh, cautious and trepidatious with what you choose to read because I, I just, I don't want you to end up spoiling certain things for yourself because yeah. there, um, there are plenty of crossover between the comic books and movies in terms of like what does happen. So I'm still, re- I'm, I'm still reeling from the word trepidatious. I didn't know this was that kind of podcast, David. It's it's not a word I get to use a lot. You uh, you and... word good. <laughs> you word good. <laughs> no, hang on. Here's one that I wanted to point out. Um, he was once Cap Wolf is how they word it. Uh, once uh, Steve was injected with yet another serum that basically turned him into a werewolf. Uh, he somehow even oh, nice. managed to stumble upon none other than Wolverine, and a battle ensued. Um, they they say that they don't understand it either. Um, they say that he mm-hmm. dated Peggy Carter's relatives. Um, so you know, like he Peggy Carter was young, and then he slept for a long time and woke up, and then I guess he dated her niece or something like that. I don't really know. Um, Chris mm-hmm. Evans turned down the role twice. Um, Cap was almost named Super American. Mm. Um, let's see if anything <laughs> else jumps out. Uh, Cap's shield was a different shape uh, originally. It was like a triangular shape, but I guess it like um, was too much in line with a different hero that, oh, they, yeah. that they had at the time. So they changed it to like the circular shape uh, that we know. 
Um, nothing else really right, jumps yeah. out at me on this I, one. I do remember. Yeah, I do remember in the early comic books, he had that triangular uh, looking shield. Like it, it kind of it came up at a crest and mm-hmm. then kind of came down. And, and yeah, it was it was almost like a what is that called? Like a princess cut diamonds or I guess I, I don't know. I, I don't know my diamonds. Um, oh, you're not up in your diamonds, why, but why you I use would. words like trepidatious. OK. All right. <laughs> All right, Mr. $10 words. <laughs> fuck face. <laughs> All right, flaming dragon. Fuck face. What I'm going to need you to do is take a giant step back and fuck your own face. <laughs> I don't know what kind of Pan Pacific bullshit you're trying to play here, but. <laughs> All right, get it back on track. Hang on. <laughs> playa, playa, big dick playa. Swinging past your knees. <laughs> Oh, uh, shit. Okay. Uh, anyways, so um, what else? Uh, do we have any other um, final thoughts on these movies before we uh, move on to our shit that doesn't suck segment? Uh, no. Did you uh, did you pull anything fun for uh, Captain Marvel trivia-wise? Uh, I did not. Other than that little bit of trivia from... Oh, uh, other than the, the Stan, Stan Lee cameo mm-hmm. little bit... Um, yeah. Uh I did read one one funny uh it was like another like copyright um uh, legal issue. Uh what they originally wanted when she first when she crash lands in the blockbuster what mm-hmm. they wanted to do was have her sh- you know she I think she shoots uh one of her beams at a cardboard cutout of one of the characters from True Lies. Yeah. Originally, what they had planned was for her to shoot a cardboard cutout of Jim Carrey as the mask, because that was a popular movie at the time. And plus, with the green mask face, he looks like uh, a scroll. So yeah. that was supposed to be a like a, a perfect double-sided tie-in where, you know, boom, oh, that's not a... That's not a scroll, uh, right. but they, that was, uh, another that, that belonged to another property. I, I don't know if that's, I don't think it's Fox. <clears throat> it's like Paramount or, um, universal. Maybe I, I can't remember. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they couldn't secure that. So they had to, to use something else. So, um, yeah, I, I'm actually uh, looking at something here. Same website. Um, Landing in the Blockbuster, um, she picks up a copy of The Right Stuff, which if you had a substitute teacher anytime in the 90s, you probably saw this movie. And then it, it says that she blows <laughs> up a, uh, a True Lies uh, standee. Um, it goes. It talks yeah. a little bit about the costume colors. Um, Dr. Walter Lawson, I guess, was originally a man. Um, she's obviously a woman in this one. Um, the line mm-hmm. that Samuel L. Jackson says to um, young, uh, what's the little girl's name? Oh God, I can't remember. Oh, uh, uh, Maria Rambo. Yeah. Uh, only if you learn to glow like your auntie Carol is yeah. uh, what he says to the girl. And um, funny enough, it, and I'm reading um, in the comics, um, Monica Rambo had a similar encounter. Oh, sorry. I said Maria. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. Monica. Well, in the in the comic book, she had a similar encounter with 
cosmic energies like Carol. Uh, she does indeed become an energy channeling superhero with glowy powers. Um, the ability to fly Very- just like her auntie. And she even takes the name Captain Marvel for some time. So she actually has her own little um, storyline there. Yeah, you're not going to be able to read really anything without spoiling shit for yourself. Oh no, no, no! And I, I'm okay with that. that. I don't want to. I, I just don't want to ruin too much in the movie timeline. I don't. I don't you, care about like going in like all the all the history of it and all that stuff. But oh wait, unless that pops up in the sure. movies later. Uh, it, um, not in the movies. Uh, in Wandavision, it oh, kinda, okay, comes back. No, fuck um, me. But it's it's such a it's such a little thing you'll probably forget by the time it it comes around and we get to it so yeah um let's yeah. see um so I'm trying to find anything else interesting apparently um her call sign on the side of her fighter uh photon was a pull uh, for rambo mm-hmm. was a pull straight from the comics um yeah yep Fury, uh, oh, down in Vietnam. Um, while the original Nick Fury starred among the Howling Commandos in World War II, uh, they had to make the timeline matchup, so that's why he said back in Nam. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. What happened in Budapest stays in Budapest. Um, what do they say about this? Oh, this is more a speculative thing, so they don't really know. And then it, they talk about Flarks. Yep. So I got nothing else on that, I guess. Cool. Um, well, thanks for those little trivia factoids. Um, hey, I had we're to gonna Google have them. to. Yeah, we're going to have to look up some some good trivia beforehand for our next uh, next two episodes. What are nah. did you look up what what are two? Um, let me pull it up real quick and. And she for my shelf so we can report to the good people that are listening uh, what, in fact, are the... Uh, so Okay, so we got the first two Iron Man movies okay. in, uh, in line for our next uh, Marvelous Adventure episode, whenever that will be. Um, we're not doing all of these uh, in a row. Like, that would no, just no, be no, no. Way, way too much. Um, yeah. And plus, we would miss out on a lot of topical contemporary shit that we want to talk about in the process. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. these are going to be like fallback episodes when we're like, all right, there's nothing really going on right now. So uh, we can do some of these, <laughs> uh, not, not to sound like, um, lazy not to be, assholes, not, to, not but... to be reductive. I mean, it's still fun for me. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. Now I, I don't need any excuses to go rewatch Marvel movies that I've seen a billion times. Like I, I will love, I, I love them then. I love them now. I will love them until the end of time. And that's all I got to say about that. So, um, all right. So, uh, Zach, uh, shit what? that doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. You want to do it? Yeah. Okay. Shit that doesn't suck. If you're not plugged into it, and I know you are, David, the new season of What We Do in the Shadows, we are three episodes into that. Have you, are you caught up on that one at all? 
Uh, so I am not. Of course, you know, we did that watch along of mm-hmm. what we do in the shadows, the feature film. Yeah, this is a uh, series wait. on Hulu. So if anybody's interested, right. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that is that is what we are talking about currently. Um, I, I am not caught up. I watched maybe the first two or three episodes of the first season, mm-hmm. uh, and I like it a lot. I just haven't had the chance to go revisit it yet. Yeah. Like, it's just been one thing that pops up after another. And... Um, it is 100% on my watch list. I just haven't had a chance to go pick it up again. So dude, I don't want to spoil anything, but the storyline with Guillermo that they're, that they're putting together. So good. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. You're going to love that. Dude, Taika Waititi, he he can do no wrong. Um, his writing, I, I don't know how much of a hand he has in the writing for the show. Uh, but uh, the the writing and directing for the the movie was just so fucking funny. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Um, what you got? But yeah. Anyways, so I I actually have two, and because I have two, I, I won't spend a ton of time on them. Uh, so the first is uh, I got to go see Shang Chi this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, I was super excited. Finally, got a uh, we found a sitter for the kids which was incredible. Um, Lindsay's parents was able, were able to, to kind of keep them for a day and a half. So Lindsay and I could have some adult time for once. First time in like, it's gotta be close to like six, seven, eight, nine years, something like that. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, we we went to go see Shang-Chi fucking loved it. Uh, Just this, like this movie, it lives up to the hype. Like, I was I was excited for this movie to come out because I was excited about the all Asian cast billing and um, a more accurate representation of like, yeah. you know, the the Ten Rings and like the quote unquote Mandarin storyline and the bastardization yeah. of that shit. So, so what, I was, Matt I was Damon looking. wasn't available. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, I, I I love this movie. I loved every second of it. It's one of my favorite origin stories now. Like it's it's so damn good. Um, and then second movie is Malignant. It's the current um, like in theaters and on HBO Max movie that's currently streaming on HBO Max. You know they have that deal with AT and T um, or not AT and T with uh, Warner Brothers where. Uh, one movie every like 30 days comes uh, the same day it hits theaters. It hits HBO max for 30 days and streams there and you have a chance to watch it. Uh, so you don't have to go out to the theaters. So I caught that uh, fucking loved it. Um, totally took me by surprise. Um, I don't I even know what that one is. Like, yeah. So it's directed by uh, James Wan. He did like saw and, um, uh, scary movie. I, I okay. Yes. Yeah. It, it is a horror flick. So, um, I, you know, judging by the, the poster, the, the artwork and like the synopsis I read, I was like, kind of seems like a, you know, run of the mill, like horror movie, uh, plot, you know, and, and it's James Wan. So it can't be too bad. And, um, Oh, he also did the, uh, 
at least one or two of the conjuring movies i can't remember how many he's done of those but um yeah this movie fucking ruled i <laughs> i loved it. it it has a twist at the end mm-hmm. that uh, of course i will not spoil um it, it's just uh totally took me by surprise this movie was great so um yeah that's my two shits that do not suck uh for this week and uh, yeah um zach what else we got before we sign off this bitch anything any final thoughts about oh anything whatsoever no i don't think so Again, the video kind of froze on your face <laughs> as you were blinking, so you it looked like you were um, uh, Mr. Spicoli from uh, Fast Times from Ridgemont High. Yeah, Mr. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if like when you do this, if the video is going to sync up because I'm like super laggy on my end. I don't know if you're experiencing that too. It, um, a little bit, but it, it shouldn't be. Uh, too terrible it, it since the video gets recorded locally on um on the computer uh, it, it's not like recording and then like saving I, I don't know it's it's fucking complicated um i'll try and explain it to you <laughs> after the <laughs> podcast so i don't bore our fucking listeners and yeah, let's not part um, the kimono too much here Right. Um, and speaking of our listeners, uh, dear listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in to every episode. Uh, like always, you can find us on all social media, on all podcast apps. Uh, leave us a rating and review. We're applicable. We greatly appreciate it. Um, we also have a Patreon uh, where we have awesome perks for donors where you get like behind the scenes updates and um, a cool button and sticker set and uh, discounts from our Etsy shop and uh, early access to content and a bunch of other stuff. So yeah, check out our Patreon. All the applicable links will be down below in this description. Um, and it's worth and, it's yeah. worth looking into if you haven't to look at some of the uh, bomb ass tumblers that David's been making, especially for like oh, the thanks, Halloween man. season. Those are I, I, I'm liking those a lot. So if you haven't, if you don't, even if you don't want to subscribe, just go take a look at those. Those are those are worth subscribing. I think for are you are are you doing any giveaways on those still or not? Uh, so I am not currently, but yeah. I probably will do one for the month of October. Yeah, uh, for one of the horror tumblers, just because so many of our listeners are huge horror fans, um, and I, I do plan on making a shit ton of them. So, uh, in in hope that they end up selling really well, and those <laughs> will be hitting uh, the shop and social media here soon. So, if you uh, do stay up to date with our the goings on on Twitter and Facebook and our Facebook group um, and Instagram. Uh, they'll definitely be coming across there very soon. Um, I just wanted to get a couple made so I could throw them all out there at once. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, awesome. Uh, thank you, Zach. Thank you, listeners. Um, and as always, be kind, stay geeky, and eat lots of cheesecake. Love you. Oh, I love you too, man. Bye.